No, no. B, A, B. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Figaro, figaro, figaro. I put an arm in a bush. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Simon and Ross podcast show. Joined as always by my esteemed friend and colleague, Mr. Simon Bakker. On the same side of the Pennines. That's it. It's another special face to face. Face to face. Get up a skin. Stripped to the waist. Up to the den. Jake. So yeah, so uh, we're here together to go through our top 10. In situ. In situ. To go through our top 10 uh, Elf Jod songs we decided... At the end of last week's episode, that this was something to do, we'll be doing it. Bloody hard work. I'll be Ross. Yeah, and uh, I, I didn't actually think I'd be as conflicted. Yeah. Trying to do it. So um, let me talk you through my my method. And <laughs> um, wizard, wizard, wizard. <laughs> God, that you shall not pass. So Ian, so Ian. Oh yeah. Um, I simply read the words that are on the page. I would have it. Proceed. Act like that on the day. Um, but uh, yeah, so I started basically listening uh, to lots and lots of Elton John on Spotify and then liking, adding songs to a list right. as I went. Um, and then quickly found that that list was far more than 10. I actually, when Simon first said, let's do a top 10, I, I scoffed. And said top five, five, but yeah, and then and then realised that that was a big mistake, and, and and I was wrestling right up until this morning, right, okay, about certain ones because I realised that I was like, right, I'm 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 not going to overthink this because it, yeah, when someone says they're a top ten, someone might as well have a gun to your head, yeah, yeah, you have to remind yourself that there is, and, and ultimately it doesn't really matter, and if we do the same tomorrow, it might be slightly different, yeah, that's fine. I found that. Like I, I, I looked, I was like, right, I'm just gonna write a top ten, not think about it. Yeah. So I wrote ten songs that I think about, and I'm right. and I was like, well, do I prefer that to that? Yes, right. Swap them. Do I prefer that to that? Swap them, and I entered a perpetual cycle of going, of just swapping. It never ends. And yeah, and and you on number one. <laughs> You'd ordered uh, ten magnetic strips. They, they were on a board, and you kept moving them around. Yeah, yeah. But they've not arrived yet. No. So. Still, still in in post. I think every you've got them. Right. Okay. So they'll be in the shed. If ten houses up. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, and and you, I had a, I had a pretty good idea what my top three are. Right. Okay. But everything else was like fuck. I was like, why am I beating myself up about whether something something should be at number six? I, it doesn't mean you don't like it, Ross. No. I I would argue that I like a lot of these equally as much as long as they're in the top ten. Yeah. Then that's fine. If I right, okay. What? We'll continue with that. We'll start our top ten after this. So do you want me to, I'll just give you some facts. Uh, okay. If you feel like you know it, then just say. Okay. I think it's going to be too, I don't think it would be en- as entertaining if it was like clues you've got to get. Yeah. But I have got some facts. Okay. And if you want to jump in with, I know it, then vital beans do pill. Yeah. So this was, this. so my number 10. Okay. Go. Oh. This is number 10, old John's old. You're out of practice. Yeah. Um, so this was released as a single in 1994. Okay. It reached number 14 in the UK singles chart. And okay. the biggest, the biggest clue I would say is um, it won an Academy Award for Best Original Song. Okay. So it's one of two. 
And I think the first one did better than the second. So I'm going to say, can you feel the love tonight? Bing! Yeah, hey. Correct. Can you feel the love tonight? Is it? I, I, I bought that before. It, I, I bought the scene. Before lines even existed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Never seen a line before. I, all I saw was the something king. Um, but no, it was released in other countries first before it was released here. And I saw it on import and I bought it, loved it. I had no idea what the Lion King was. So I knew that song off by heart by the time I'd been to see it. And really pissed me off that Elton John didn't sing it in the film. Yeah. Really did. They ruined it. They are not in. I, I, I wouldn't, um, I don't really, I don't think of it in Lion King terms. No. I just listen to it for the song that it is. Yes. And I played it, um, I've been listening to a lot of Elton John in the car, uh, in the run up to this yeah. podcast. Yeah. It's it. <laughs> and I've loved every minute, man. Yeah. And and um, but but yeah, I've been saying to Fatima like, "Oh, do you recognise this song?" And that was one of the songs where she was like, "I definitely know this song." I was like, "Well, yeah, you certainly will, with your lovely Disney cap." And it wasn't until I said from The Lion King, yeah, that it clicked. Um, but yeah, it was his first sort of foray, wasn't it, into yeah. original, yeah. Um, so his his stuff has been used in films, yeah. Uh, actually, right in an original, he's done a few things after. Yeah, uh, I want to say the Prince Prince of Egypt or something, something like that, isn't it? And they did a stage production of Aida Well, Oh, Billy Elliot. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so so so, can you feel the love tonight? Yeah. Um, is my number ten. Nice. <laughs> I've got face in mind. No, that's fine. Um, um, all right. I'll be find some quick clues because I'll be able to. I thought we just decided that we weren't going to oh, right. do clues. Did we? They were facts. All right, facts. Like, you could jump in. No, I'm here, no, a fact and a clue is the same thing, isn't it? Talking to interpretation. I just, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you what, what year it was released. I haven't got it to be on there. Uh, so, uh, it was... His it's the last song on his album The One, which was I want to say released in '93. Right. I I don't know that. I've pretty much said the title already without actually saying it. <laughs> oh, is it um the one? No. Is it got one in the title? No. That's that that sentence that I said. It's actually in what the... sentence? What. That I've just said to introduce the song. I can't remember what sentence I said. What sentence did he say? I said, it's the last song on his album, The One, which was released in 93, I think. So it's the last song. It is called The Last Song. Oh, The Last Song. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I, it makes me cry every time. Are we playing them? I, I, well, obviously the listeners will be able to hear it, but I can play a bit for you. And we all play it in its entirety. No, just to... Obviously, the listeners will hear it in its entirety, which is nice. So, what's it called? Plus, the the last song. Elton John, there you go. And the video is it's about a. The video is quite upsetting if you actually seen the video. Um, it's about a guy who's dying of AIDS in hospital, and his father comes to visit him. I, I, I think they've fallen out or something, and not spoken to each other for a while. So you kind of get that added emotion to it. Yesterday, you came to lift me up as light as straw and brittle as a bird. Get old tips, you said. Ellen has that effect, man. I'm telling you, like Ellen, there's so many Elton John songs that they're weak to tears. It's just. It's, it's, 
unlike any other artist in that sense for me like there's there's certain songs you <coughs> where you know it has an emotional impact oh. yeah, and there's, there's plenty of songs where I can think oh, if, if the song's going to be with the tears it's going to be these songs yeah. but Elton John has he does it over and over again yeah. there's so many and the thing is not, like, it's not even necessarily the ones like the last song that clearly have like uh, leading yeah, yeah and um, the context of the song and, and how involved Elton John is who well, the Elton John is found it yeah. and living through um, well, I think every, every single that is released since the 90s has gone to the AIDS Foundation and yeah. not paid a penny from his singles, which is... Yeah, he it, 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 it donates a lot. As I said, he does a lot. And uh, and uh, obviously he's lived through them. He's lived through, you know, uh, be, be, before there was a cure for it. Yeah. And he, he talks in his book about um, Freddie Mercury. And he said if he if it was a, if it was a year later he, there, there, there would have been um, antiretroviral yeah. treatment yeah um, that could have cured him or the, well that could have um, delayed it uh, sequestered well he could have lived he could have lived a full and happy life yeah. just on this treatment yeah um, so you know you know being a gay man living through a time when there was no treatment for AIDS mm. you can see why it's so uh, impactful and you know he, his mum and his dad well his, I think his mum. Um, was it his mum or was it um, no I'm thinking of David Furnish's right. uh, mum um, basically like you know, her, her reaction when he said that he was uh, when he told her he was gay when he came out to it her reaction was like a lot of people's reactions then when it was like right well you've just you've just written off half your life because it's only a matter of time before you get ears and die you're never going to have a family you're never going to do this you're just going to you know that's the, that is the fate of a gay man that was the sort of that's kind of what it's a sins about isn't it really yeah uh, to an extent, uh, but yeah, yeah. So now, every time it gets me that song, it's a beautiful song, and it, it's simple. There, there's not much to it. It's just him and his piano, and yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, it's not really. This, I don't think they've released that sort of song as a single now. Like, not they don't really really singles, do they? But you know, it's some people are a bit too boring for a single. Where it yeah. kind of missed the whole point. There, I'll be. Yeah, beautiful. The, uh, the last song. Listen to it. So my number nine uh, was released in 1973. Okay. Which was the year of what many people consider to be Elton's magnum opus of albums. Um, it sold 20 million copies worldwide. Okay. It was recorded in Kingston, Jamaica, in part. Um, and then they had to move the recording um, due to noise from various protests and things that were going on in Jamaica. Right. The song is the album's namesake. Okay. Goodbye, Elevate Road. Yeah. Ding. <laughs> Goodbye, Yellowbrick Road. Boy, uh, it's um, I, 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 that's on my list. Is number twelve on my list. Um, of the things I get. But what song? Yeah. What song? I mean that album you know yeah. as we, we've said that it's hard to find the Elton album because so many of the songs he's got that many albums well, yeah. that many amazing yeah. songs are spread across fucking 30 odd albums probably the closest but I think that that album is when you look at it you're like okay yeah yeah, it's got and that's mine banger banger yeah I'll be newer and that I think I can, I can put it on the why people consider it to be his yeah his best um, I, th I think that it by saying that, it almost invalidates a lot of stuff that came after, which is completely wrong. By saying, oh, his best album was the one he released in 1973, and you think about all the stuff he's done between 1973 and now. Well, a few years ago, there was an a, a, a ITV poll thing that was done, and it was like El Ellen John's, I think it was on a bank holiday or something, it was like five hours long, and the, fa the favourite was your song. And it was just like, yeah, picked early, didn't they? Yeah. It's just like, you just sort of think, well, he's done so much stuff after. And but while I get it, it's a great song, he's done far better stuff. Far better stuff. But, oh, you might not agree. Um, I, to say, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, but I can see why that's people's going. It's not my number one. No. No. Um, so. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. It's, Elton John is such a, 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 a sort of um, unique exact instance of the type of 
musician and thing and people that we've talked about because his because his career spans so long and because he's remained relevant that pretty yeah. much the entire time he's got one of the busiest music musicians in history who's been consistent right through everything that's gone in his fucking bonkers life um and i think it's because yeah you know, obviously when you're reading an autobiography and it's not a big autobiography you know it's it, it's I'm reading the Kindle version, so I can't get an idea for the side, but I know I've seen your version. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a big book. No, no. Um, and to condense that amount, obviously, it's a page turner because that much has happened in his life. Yeah. He's put it into a book this big. So it does feel like fucking hell. It's hard to get a, it's hard to get a read on how that actually put, because, you know, one minute is, you know, in uh, France, uh making uh hunky chateau yeah and then you know it seems like two minutes later and he's doing mad man across the wall yeah and and it's not didn't quite you know that's just a feel you get from a shot a small book that's yeah. just constant but I, I, I i'm surprised because many lesser people have have done many more autobiographies yeah I, I I don't know if it's a case of you could do a few. It could it could do like a trilogy kind of yeah get get Hawking Jackson on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make that into a trilogy. Split that if a great. Well, and I—I'll I, be honest. It's one of the reasons why I, I hesitated to to start. I've had the book for a couple of years now, right? But knowing that his whole life is just in that one book, it's new though, isn't it? It's a—it's it's, relatively. I mean, it's it's post it's post it's been released post COVID, does it? Yeah. So I got it for Christmas a couple of years ago. So probably, yeah, it's probably about right. He refers to, he talked about gigs he's played post-Covid. Right, okay. No, fair enough. So it's got to be within the last two years. Yeah. But no, but he, he could, he could do, he could do five. Yeah. Oh, God. It'd be, pa- it'd be packed. It'd still be as funny. You could do a book a decade. <laughs> One book to represent every 10 years of his life. Rick Palin's done that. Yeah. You know, he he's, he's, he's did from uh, like the 50s onwards and it was 10 years every time. Yeah. He easily could do it. But anyway. So my number now <laughs> is Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, the album's namesake. I hope many consider to be Elton John's best album. Yeah, oh, they're probably right. So my number... Nine, it's it's an odd one. I, you, you might turn your nose up at this, but um, he did an album in '94 or five uh, called Duets. Have you ever listened to that one? Um, I know it. Yeah, and there's some really good songs on there. Uh, obviously, similar to what he did a couple of years ago, it was all the the, the latest artists and things at that time. But he did one uh, with Kiki D. Yep. Can you remember what song it was? Don't go breaking my heart. No, another one. This was like twenty odd years after he did "Don't Go Breaking My Heart." Oh, oh, it was yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Well, I'm, I, the only way I would know it is I, I must have read it in his book. Yeah. What else did he do? No, go on. It's called "True Love," right? Um, which I think it's a, it's an older song. I think it's out of film. Um, but <laughs> it's a bit cheesy. But they were really, really well. I didn't think it's breaking my heart, is that wasn't it? It is, yeah. But but I think it was just so nice that we did another song together. Because Don't Go Breaking My Heart is so good. It's just nice to have another one. And it was sort of released around Christmas. I think it's supposed to be a Christmassy type song. Right. Because um, there's some like bell at the end of it. You might think it's absolutely cheesy, but. Oh, yeah. Me and my sister did this at karaoke, and I got. There's a big note at the end that I go, it's so wrong. <laughs> I thought you could have said I fucking nailed it No Because everybody goes Give me your true love We might need to be careful here Because how are we going to cut it If this is in the background That was talking Yeah So yeah But yeah An absolute bag of bit of the air goes Give me your true love See so yeah, I can almost get it now Cool Is it After the day earlier Nah Maybe before that Don't worry But yeah Made a mess. Made a mess of it. And the, my voice just kind of cracked just when I went. Oh. 
this is a this, this is a this is a, a prime example of a song that I wouldn't particularly like. No. If it was anybody other than Elton John. Correct. Um, I think it's his it his voice and just uh, how much. I mean, I've always been a fan of Elton John, the man, yeah, as well as Elton John, the musician. Oh, you know, I'm a fan of Reg Reg Dwight. Um, and and there's certain things where I think I wouldn't really give this type of song the time of day if it was anyone else. Yeah, it was Gary Barlow. Yeah, exactly. Well, because it's Elton John. Firstly, I'll give it far more time. Yeah. Um. And I will find a reason to like it, <laughs> just because it's Elton John. Because like I can't envision not like I'm just no. not fond of him. Yeah, that uh, I'm, I'm just uh, and and I think that that's doubled since reading the book because yeah. it sort of reaffirmed how I felt about him anyway. I, I just really like the guy. Yeah. Um, like I said, that you, right? If this was, if if this was Gary Barlow and I don't know, I think a, a female singer at the time. Um, I, I I wouldn't be interested in it. Shania Twain. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't be interested. Yeah, um, but it, it's his voice. They they do work very well together. They, they, they sing very well together. That's technical, isn't it? To harmonise well. Harmonise well together. That's good. So yeah, so yeah, that's uh, true love, my number nine. Very good. Well, I give Uh, my number eight, 1973. So it's off Goodbye Yellow Brick Road again. Um, it's the, uh, it came 371st on the Rolling Stones all-time greatest songs. And this is also one of Elton John's most popular songs. I purposely didn't write any more facts because I was... St- Crocodile Rock. No. No. Uh, no, it's just silence. No, give up. Give up, Ross. My number eight is Benny and the Jets. Ah. Uh, yeah? <laughs> Which I think... Do you not like Benny and the Jets? Oh Serious? No, I hate it. It's one of the few songs that I hate that is. I don't know how you can... It's weird, that, though, because... You know, we were talking, like, when we used to work together and you yeah. used to play stuff, and, and that, that sort of rekindled my interest yeah. in in two two artists primarily, David Bowie and yeah. Ellen John. And it's because there were songs being played that I'd either never heard or completely forgotten about. There were certain songs where I thought, how do I not know this song? And Benny and the Jets was one where it would play. Yeah. And I'd be like, this is an absolute banger. And I'd be like, why am I not really into this song? Because I get really into songs. <laughs> I've got a tendency to get really into it. And I, and I, and I, just, I just used to... I don't, and, it, and it, I think it's one of his most unique... Yeah, definitely. ...sounding songs. Yeah. It's like, you, you know, you'd, you'd spot it a mile off Benny and the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Distinctive. You're very, very distinctive. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm surprised that you don't. Yeah. Well, one night, why, why, why? Uh, uh, I've always got... I, I, Overplayed? It's, it's recorded live. Yeah. Which is always a no-no for me. Uh, I don't like live... I don't really like live albums. If somebody... I, I, I just don't like live albums. You would say if somebody banned all live albums, you'd be happy. Yeah. The world would be a better. Yeah, it was. It would not. But I, but I, but I get why people do like it. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, especially if you were there or something. But it, it, it's so ploddy. It's just so ploddy. Yeah, nothing great about it. I know. And the, the thing is, as well, doing this, I have listened to it a couple of times. And I thought, you know, it's not as bad as I think it is. But it's not. It wouldn't even be my top fifty. <laughs> I think it's more. I think it's more. Um, Elton John is a rock and roll singer. Yeah. And sometimes you have to remind yourself of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there's a lot of this stuff that sounds, that's like, it's more like love song. Yeah. And they're more like ballads. Yeah. And then you've got more like weird shit, like Americana type stuff. Well, I did sort of notice that I think all of my top ten are ballads. Yeah, well, I could almost say the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, But but Benny and the Jets is the one where if you, if you hadn't, if I said, oh, there's this guy, Elton John, you never heard of it. Yeah. And I was like, he's a rock and roll singer, and I played you Benny and the Jets. It's very in keeping with what you would expect from a rock and roll singer in the 70s. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Even the way he delivers yeah. songs. Yeah. And that dun 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 Oh no. It's it's very like that is a rock and roll song for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, like every other song we've talked about so far yeah. isn't what you would typically consider no, a rock and roll song. No, you're right. So that for me is like a reminder. It's like this is a fucking rock song. Yeah. And obviously going back watching uh, Rocket Man last week, because this is my era out in John, or all of this, I, I think my top 10 ranges from 1990 to 1999. You know, the, for my favourites. So it is quite limited in regards to my best. I like them all, off Benny and the Gents. Jets. Um, Benny and the Gents. Yeah, that's different. You've applied, you've applied your Elton John preference to just the way you live your life. <laughs> in the 90s. In the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd grow the curtains back at some point. Um, so, so that's why it takes me a bit more to get into the others. Yeah. Um, I I, th- I think I think the nineties was he was an absolute god in the nineties. He could. I, I was thinking about this. But Madonna had a similar sort of thing a little bit later, where everything she released for, let's say, ten twelve years was very very good. Anything either side, I really struggle with. Yeah. Um, and I'm a little bit like this without Ellen, even though I do like all the other stuff. My default, my default will be to listen to this top ten. But I, th- I, th- I, th- I th- but then I think it. it, it... There's a lot to be said for being of a certain age uh, and completely plugged into the music to to music in the nineties. Yeah, I was too young to read. Yeah. For, you know, I was born in eighty eight, so for me the nineties was like a discovery age where, for the most part of it, I was too young to know what the fuck about whatever the fuck. <laughs> Is that book a style? <laughs> um. So, it, 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 but but had 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 I been like say five years, yeah. Well, I would say from age fifty, well maybe younger, from thirteen, yeah, from age thirteen and onwards, when I was more serious about music and has found a sort of an identity musically, yeah. Um, then I, then then it, you know it may have been different, but for me now it's like I've only been really into Elton John, um, you know, in the last few years. In the last five or six years, I would say that I've really got into him. I've, I've always liked the songs that everybody likes, but yeah. with, without really knowing knowing the man, the man, the songs, <laughs> the musician. Um, I, but I, I also think I think twelve thirteen is your sweet spot for absorbing music. Yeah, I think it's. I, I'm, I'm only talking for myself, but I think it's kind of about the right age. You start listening to radio. Yourself, you stop listening to your mum and dad's yeah, music and you start choosing some bizarre. You get a little bit of pocket money that you can go and spend on records or CDs or whatever. And and obviously, uh, well, at school, they, they used to do it at your school in the common room. They'd play the top 40 from the day before. No. So we used to sit there. Did you have a common room song? What did you? And the only thing, the only thing, the only thing we played was hymns. <laughs> Played the beginning there because Bruno Brooks uh, talked over the end of the hymns. He had to put it on. I mean, I could give you countless renditions of "Give Me Oil in My Lamp." Keep it burning, keep it burning. <laughs> I'd burn, yes, I'd burn. Yeah. <laughs> and when Israel was not Egypt's land, oh, you know. <laughs> and one more step along the world, I go. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think bright, beautiful. Yeah. I was cold. I was naked. I was lying here, the dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When I needed a leader, were you there? Were you there? When I needed a leader, were you there? it was a pre-chorus and the creed and the color. The day don't matter. Were you there? Were you there? <laughs> Banger. So welcome back to our top five hymns. <laughs> <laughs> you know we've seriously run out of ideas, but it's like, should we do hymns? <laughs> we haven't. We've done everything about yeah, plunge. I know it's and we never would. <laughs> Five years from now. You remember that we touched on him in the Elton John series back in twenty twenty three. And we thought, why did we do that? We <laughs> need to open the emergency podcast box. Was it a fucking hymns? Yeah. I don't even think the class is hymns. I don't know if you would call it a hymn really all times. Little carol, they're just religious songs, I suppose. Yeah, because a hymn is like I don't know what what um 
It is. It yes. What a defo him. Uh, if he, if there was now that's what I call him. <laughs> <laughs> All things right, beautiful. Okay, that is a him. Right. Um. Oh, come on, you faithful is a is a him. Even though it's a Christmas carol, it is a hit. Traffic, what we used to sing in the hymn book in school, and they were in there. They were all in there from it. Yeah, hymns. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I'm looking for hymns and hymns are there. You know, staring me in the face. I'm just saying. Well, the hymns you can get discreetly uh, delivered to your door, so you're all right. Um, but no, I think if uh... it's black, black, black packaging with no label. Your neighbours will never know. Oh, over and over. Why do we always talk about hymns? Because we're well into it. Why not, Simon? Okay. Why is it the first instant? <laughs> is it my turn or your turn? I can't remember now. Uh, it's your turn. My, so, so my number eight is Benny and the Jet. All right, okay. Yeah. One of the reasons why I don't like it is Beastie Boys did a copy of it, did a cover of it, right. and they did it live as well. And I think they did it purposely awful. Right. And I heard their version first before I heard it get cold. No, but I all remember is the is the Beast Boys version. It's awful. Your loss. So my my number eight. What it was, Elton's first number one single. It was a it was a double A side. To the another song on the other side of it. Was that um, was that your song? Was it first number one single was a lot later than you think it'd be? Which has the noise you're making there, right? <laughs> it's first. What album was it off? Sleepy with the Past. I know this. I know this just because I've read it. Uh, oh, Canal. Sorry, it's first solo number one. Go on. Uh, sacrifice. Yeah. That nearly made it. Yeah, for me, it should have done. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah it, it was a, it was a double A side uh, with healing hands. Reach out for the healing hands. Reach out, oh, no. Um, yeah, it was first number one. I think it was eighty nine or ninety. So it's so much later than that's a proper bit of you that song. What sacrifice? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just say there's certain songs where I think I know it'll be. <laughs> I can't tell him that because then he'll decide he doesn't like it. <laughs> he loves hymns, he loves Elton John, he loves sacrifice. I was listening to it in the car uh, last week and uh, and and I, and I made a point of saying to Fatima, I'd be surprised if this isn't in Simon's set. <laughs> um, and she went, do you reckon? And I went, this is a bit of him. <laughs> <laughs> Not... This is a bit of hymns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, my, dad, my dad liked telling John. Um, around this time was when I was I was getting into it myself. Um, so, and obviously he was on Top of the Pops. He was on everything. And this this is this old guy that my dad used to listen to on tapes. And I was like, well, all right. He's, like you're saying, he's current. Yeah. You know, even even sort of 20 odd years. less. Yeah. So I, I got into him myself without any peer pressure. Not that anyone was peer pressure on me. Got to get into it. out with other lead dealer Elden John. It's Rollies and Elden John. <laughs> if you don't get into him, you've got a finger going out, so. <laughs> but sniffing, that is good. That's good, but <laughs> You can get away with one, but not both. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, it's, it, was, it was also... Because he'd be wearing hats for most of the 80s. It's the first video where he's not wearing a hat and he's quite bald and it's quite... Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. Obviously, he sorted that out. Yeah. Um, later on. Probably well, a lot of problem with air transplant. Thick going rock. Yeah, yeah. So he, he was he was, he was, was sort of bigger. He, like, he went for a hair transplant when it was supposed to be this new innovative, like, yeah. like you know, sort of... Um, head, not many, you know, new. And, uh, the hair from... Scooch. 
it was a I believe it was a France it was a French doctor oh no 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 um, it was um, it, French hair his leg or is that right okay for a French poodle <laughs> a Parisian waiter but he basically had this um, uh, treatment and it completely torched his really his skin yeah. and he had like really and, and the, the doctor had said whatever you do and it's got to bed in don't wear a hat. Don't uh, like wash it rigorously or whatever. Mm. Just leave it for eight weeks. And he put a hat on immediately. Um, it all fell out. His head was really badly scarred. And um, he said for 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 about a year, all the press seemed to care about was getting a picture of him without of, of yeah. his of his head. Yeah. And he was like, "He's mad." All the things that I've, I've been chased by our stone and the, the, the public was just obsessed <laughs> with getting a picture of me without a hat on, which meant that he wore a hat all the time. It made it worse. Yeah. No. Okay. So there you go. So did you just like move away for eight weeks or something? No, he just. He, I think he just cracked on. I think he was. He was just like, well, you know, going by what he says in the book, he, he thought it was quite funny. And it well, the, his problem with his hair, he was really insecure about. Yeah. Um. But yeah, in terms of like public perception, and you know, he, but yeah, he, he wore a hat for a long time because yeah. he was particularly paranoid about himself going bald in one spot. Yes, well, you can see that in the film. Yeah. And, every, and then the next scene from one to another, he's a little bit balder there. Yeah. And then he started wearing a super. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anything more on, 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 on your song? Uh, no, Sacrifice. So my number seven. Um, it was recorded in 1970. Okay. Um, it was his first top ten uh, chart single. Um, it was first released by a band called Three Dog Night. Okay. And um, who Elton actually supported. And they um, decided to let him do his own thing. Right. With the song. Um, it was off his second album and it was also uh, his namesake. Enough sound. D. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit funny, this feeling inside. I'm not one of those who can easily hide. I don't have much money. As it's not on my list, well, it is. It's number number fifteen, right? But I put. Have you heard the Hugh McGregor version? No. From uh, Moulin Rouge. No, I've never seen Moulin Rouge. It's worth seeing it just for that. Really? Honestly, I'll make a note to put it on. I won't do it now because no, 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 no. Watch it, please. Yeah, no, no. I won't watch Moulin Rouge. I just watch that clip. Yeah. But it's it, I saw Moulin Rouge and I knew it was in. I was waiting for it. I've not heard it. I was like. All right, what else would John Cassidy? Uh, McGregor can sing really well, and it's an amazing version of it. Really, really good. So much so that Elton sort of took elements from it when he did it live. Ah, but, yeah. Um So, yeah. Uh, so, it's not really in my list. You're right when you said we would be. Maybe, but that's when you when you, you knew that my songs weren't going to, were unlikely to be throughout the 90s, didn't you? Yeah. Although Sacrifice could have. Sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, Stuart and Doddy did a, like a, a metal version of it. Right. No, you didn't. <laughs> I did. We tried to. The script that Stuart was on keyboards. Doddy was on drums. I don't know why there was a set of drums in my house that day. It was. It's on the one day. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was something to do with my dad's. I mean, my dad was in a band at that point, so I was sitting through that. Uh, so I and, and I was on the electric guitar, no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Oh, that's it. It's not a sacrifice. I found that it's the pseudo. There is no sacrifice. 
Call, call, ha. Anyway, It'll, they just look like you a masturbating. Yeah. Um. You lost that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For now. My number seven. Yeah. Is your song? Yes, that. Ellen John's version, not the Parker Metal. Well, no, it was separate pies that did it. Uh, but no, it's it's it is a beautiful. It's uh, again one of his most popular songs. Um, I think it's almost. I, I, sometimes I get the sense that it annoys him how popular it is. Yeah, for the amount of people that sing it at him. Yes. And I think that it was better received by the world than how. To be honest, I, I get the, 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 the. I think this is the case with a lot of Elton John songs. But I think what he doesn't believe is going to be a hit. Is I one of the biggest songs ever? Yeah, and that seems to happen a few times. Something that he's a bit like, well, you know, it's all right. Everyone like absolutely loves, and he's he's often encouraged by his management company and the, the and the and the, the record label to to release things. And he's like, there's no point in releasing that; it's not a hit. And I like, trust us; it fucking is a hit. And he's usually wrong, right? And your song was an example of that, where he was like, he probably give it a five or six out of ten. Right, and it's one of his most popular songs. Pitch you right off, wouldn't it? I, yeah, he would. It would, especially when you know, in his mind, everything we've discussed, he probably thinks is a better song, and probably is. Yeah. It's just, it's just what a song. Yeah, uh, and again, quite simple. There's not much to it. No, no. no massive overproduction. No, with it. Um, very simple. Barely, barely really sings it. It's quite. It's not like quite softly spun yeah, through it, isn't it? Definitely. It's not like um it's not uh yeah, I wouldn't say it was like a vocally demanding No. But uh yeah. It's it's lovely. Okay. Well so that's your song. My number seven is your song. Uh, my number seven was Can You Feel the Love Tonight? So we've done mine. Because you had it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That was your number seven. So that's my number seven. So your number six. My number six was released in. You know what? I'm just going to. All I'm going to give you is the date it was released. Okay. 2021. Okay. And I will only say yes or no to your question. Stuff. Uh, does it feature Miley Cyrus? No. Does it feature Dua Lipa? No. Does it feature Stevie Wonder? Yes. Correct. Uh, also my number five. Really? Yes. Around <laughs> the same spot in our oh, yeah. as well. Fin- finish line is a thing of beauty. <laughs> I really struggled with uh, what. I, I I quickly realized that because I love that lockdown sessions yeah. album. Uh it was a real I, I don't know why I expected it to be lackluster or like I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was, but I felt I wasn't. Um and I didn't expect every song to almost be a hit in its own yeah. like in how it sounds. Yeah. And uh and and then when I looked at the list, track list and I looked at the people that he was involved with, yeah. and I was like, fucking hell. I was like, check, 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 check. And I was like, I, I didn't know what name was going to appear next. It was like Britney Spears, Dua Lipa, Miley Cyrus. And then there was like members of Metallica, Lil Nas X. And then there was Stevie Wonder. And I was like, what is this album going to sound like? <laughs> and then I started listening to it and I really struggled with what I, I realized because of his other songs, I was only, I was only ever going to be able to pick one song off that album. To put in my top ten, yeah, um, because I couldn't. No, I couldn't get rid of any other song. No, of that list. No, no. And I wanted. I was like, I really want. There are songs off that album, like um, uh, "Learn to Fly." Yeah, is it "Learn to Fly"? Then to fly. the one I said to you the other day. Yeah. Um, and obviously the the only reason that that Miley Cyrus one, nothing else matters, right? That's one of my favorite Metallica songs. 
I love Miley Cyrus and Elden John is, but I think the only reason why it's not as up there as it as it could be is Elton doesn't sing on it. No, well, it's it's. I heard it on the radio when I was waiting for him to come in. Yeah, I was like, oh, you, you can tell it's him because you hear the piano in the background, can't you? But yeah, I, I was a little disappointed it he wasn't on it. It's pretty, um, it's pretty sort of verbatim to the original. Right. Okay. Um, there's ve- I don't think there is any difference really, other than the little licks in the piano, well. which is. It, it, but then everything, you know, in terms of the structure of the song. And how it's sung. I mean, Miley Cyrus does some small changes, but structurally, yeah, it's pretty much identical to the original, and it sounds almost identical to the original. So it was like I couldn't really, I couldn't do much more. I couldn't put that in there. And to, to be honest, I, I, that actually wouldn't be my go-to on that album if I was if I discounted Finish Line, which clearly we've established is my favorite song yeah. on that album, and it's your favorite, it's your favorite song on the album, definitely, yeah. And there's, 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 there's I, I like a lot. I think Cold Heart was brilliant. Yeah. And I, I, I really like, well, Dua Lipa's, um, she has one particular album that I really, really like. But, uh, yeah, um, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't have another song in that top 10. So that, so that was the one just because I think it's, uh, and it's such a surprise where it lands in the hours yeah. because you sort of, the, the, I think the first three or four tracks are like, oh my God, this is a good album. Yeah. And then you get some good tracks that aren't as quite on that same level, but still good. And then finish line comes out of nowhere, and it's like fucking track nine or something. Yes, <laughs> and it's just an absolute, you know, it's what it's the sort of song that a band would put in a sort of first three, you know, and like an album tends to start oh, without a doubt, I, or or would be the last last song of the gig. I'd acquire would come out and edit. Everyone that's that's that been with them on that tour or whatever will come out and sing it. It's ah, yeah. oh, bloody choir comes up. We we just like choirs, don't we? Like in. <laughs> Fit, fit. Well, it's the second time I worked to Stevie Wonder. Because if you remember, what I was saying that you, you probably haven't got to this part in the book. Right. But yeah. Well, I haven't. He actually went to, um, he was due to appear in the same show as Stevie Wonder. Um, and it was the producer's um, idea that he would perform with Stevie Wonder and he would perform a Stevie Wonder song. Right, okay. Uh, I had no idea. At the time, he was like, Steve Wonder was like an icon to him. Like, he was one of his idols. Right. And he wouldn't have agreed to perform with him because he didn't think he was anywhere near that level. Right, okay. We're talking like in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then this, this, you know, the producers and whatnot had decided that, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to perform with him. And he said he had like a moment where he knew he just fucking dropped everything like that and didn't consider coming back. Um, but he ended up performing. <laughs> he performed Stevie Wonder song. They also sang Elton John song together. Um, and he just said how great he was to work with and yeah. how nice a bloke he was. Um, but yeah, uh, but then finish line was the first time since the seventies that they'd worked together. Nice. I wish I wish to do a whole album. Oh fuck! You could you imagine? Yeah. It's <laughs> powerful. It's. I agree with you. It's the best song on that album, and it's 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 my top. It's my five. So yeah, yeah no, I love it. Um, my number six was released about two months after my number seven. What was your number seven? Can feel the love tonight. First film in the light. It's the first song in the Lion King. <laughs> right, is, it, is that Circle of Blinds first? If the I should have put that in my top spinning <laughs> It's hard to it's hard to um put into words the emotion in that song. Yeah. And again, I don't I, I really like to strip back the Lion King. Even though I like the Lion King. It, that worked better in the film. Yeah. Then, then, can you feel love tonight? I still wish it was Elgin singing it. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, as soon as I say 
You know what I'm going to do, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Should have still matters here. Uh... Carry on, dude. Never mind, do it next time. <laughs> no, what a song. I, I, I really wrestled with that. that. That was, obviously, it was in the like list. Yeah. But I had to get, I had to get pretty serious with the, yeah. uh... And, and, you know, like I said, tomorrow would be different. Yeah, yeah. I know it would. Tomorrow would be two or three now. Because they'll hit me, you man. No, I think I think my top three are pretty impenetrable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I knew that the top three would be all right. It's just everything else that we yeah. have that would be an issue. Um, yeah. Like, I, I love the song, and then when we went to see The Lion King, it, it opens it all. And it, obviously, the, the, I, I still think the version of The Lion King isn't as good as his, but it worked really well. And the way it builds up, builds up, and then he lifts Simba up, and then he goes, bang it. Fuck, what's the spell going to be like? And uh, yeah, yeah, amazing. So I know, I know, I'm, I'm, I, it's hard to differentiate the two. That's why, you know, the six and seven, because to me they're almost the same song, even though they're not. Those are the yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, they're in that vein, definitely. Yeah. The impact on Surf of Life gives. It's the better song. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I'm wondering why I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you should never take more than you give in the circle of life. It's the wheel of fortune. It's the leap of faith. There he is. The thing is, it depends the government I listen to. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I, would, I listened to them both back to back yeah. in the car and I was trying to make a call on which one I preferred and I was like yeah I prefer um, uh, can, you feel can, you feel the, can you feel the love um, but yeah now I've just heard you sing it <laughs> I realise that I don't like Elton John <laughs> 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 so we're in the top five now. Yeah. That was your number five. That's number five. Yeah, so, yeah, so my number five. It was released in 2001. And it was the first single off songs from the West Coast. Stop. Have you forgot about this? Oh, do you know what the problem is? Do you know what the problem is? Have a guess what the problem is with that. And why I never think of it as an Elton John song. Because Robert Downey Jr. is singing oh, it in the video. Yeah, I say that. I, cause, um, yeah, it's... Robert Downey Jr. I'd, in my mind, in my mind, it's Robert Downey Jr. singing it. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. lip syncing in the video. Um, and obviously it was featured on a Royal Ale advert. Yeah. It was on a Royal Mail advert around like a few years after. Right, okay. I do always forget about that album as well. It's that, it's that, uh... Do you the Reverend Guy? I know, but I made it sound a little bit Metallica. Just that they're wearing tight, nah. That's it. I wonder. So, so, so... Don't break me in, don't break me down, I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, yeah. So, my, my number five is I Want Love, and, um... I think this, I'll tell you what, this, it was already gonna, it was, it's already one of my favorites anyway. But what cemented it in the in number five, because it gets serious, doesn't it, when you get into five and below? Yeah. I mean, this had footballs I would have managed. Which it was five. It was your idea. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think the thing that even me, and it's since reading the book, right, is the context around uh, why it was written. And what it was written about, and he talks about. Um, obviously, he's he's got a lot of insecurity. Yeah. And um, no amount of uh, sort of adorate crowd adoration would change. Yeah, would would make it feel and and, and this whole idea of uh, and obviously not 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 just is not just that, but just sheer amount of folly with many cycled through. And he had this habit of like uh, seducing some bloke convincing him to drop his life and come on the road with him and he didn't have to worry about anything he would buy him everything and then he would get bored and bin him off 
and he would send them on. And he found it really hard to form any, any but he would fall in love fast. It wasn't like he was like, yeah. I don't care. Elton John would fall in love so quickly and, and he would be convinced, you know, this was the for one. a week. Yeah. That this is the person for me. He'd almost get bored as quickly as he finally looked. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then he would quickly realise that no, it's not the case. And but but he would re- put a real strong case for like, yeah. you don't have to worry about anything ever again. Just drop your life and come with me for a week. <laughs> yeah, but then he would get bored really quickly. So so this the idea behind I want love is 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 sort of it's about it's about the crowd and the love he got from them not filling that void and also the amount of lovers that he had that he thought could fill that void, could not fill that void. So when he would say, I want love, but of a different kind, it was about the depth of love that he was looking for that was eventually filled by David Furnish. Yeah. But it was that sort of not understanding, well, what, what what kind of love do I want? I don't know what kind of love I want, but it's a different kind. Do you bet it would with that? Right, okay. It's a different kind than more from what I'm getting here. Yeah. And what I'm getting here. The word... Yeah, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed I didn't put it in. So did you forget about it then? Yeah. Yes. I I I sep- I, do, I do separate it. I, I, it's weird. I know. And the the one this train don't stop here. I think is Justin Timberlake because he was in the video for that. I know I'm wrong. No, oh, yeah. But you know. Ed. Dead room. <laughs> I wrong, but not a different kind. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I want love, but it's impossible. A man like me, so irresponsible. A man like me is dead in places other men feel it's it, I, I have really, a bit like you you have reservations when one of your favorite artists is doing another album and it's either a concept or it's you know the story of robin hood or whatever yeah we talked about last time during the during the 90s elton don was so kind of over the top in regards to production. Everything was absolutely perfect. And I think he got sick of it. And I think he wanted to strip everything down a little bit. So that was the first one after his big 90s polished period. And I always forget about it. Well, he did. He, did. he talks about that in his book as right. well. Um, because he talks about how back in the day, um, you would perform a set and you would fuse songs together. You would go off and you would break off from a song halfway through and play a cover from another band. Right. And it was that fluidity on stage. And that that's, you know, he'd, he'd bring back band members that he hadn't played with for years because he recognized that um, that was missing. Yeah. Everything was like incredibly finely polished. Yeah. And everything was perfect. And, and, and I think that's um, why he clashed so much with when he went to work with um, Tina Turner. Yeah. And everything that she demanded was sheer perfection yeah. and the song to be played exactly the same every single time and it was too produced, it was too overproduced for him it was too like he, his real enjoyment comes from improvising on stage and being creative yeah. on stage and uh, and you know having that sort of fluidity and flexibility on stage yeah um, so it makes sense that he sort of you know stepped away from that yeah and went back to that sort of style yeah where it was more rock and roll because that's what rock and roll is definitely is all about yeah we need to uh, I wish I put it in now yeah I can I put it as eight and a half is that no 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 can you both Thanks everyone for listening to this part of the uh, Elton John uh, top ten. Yes, uh, we will return. We've punctured your top five straight through, <laughs> straight through the curtain. A definite hive. Yeah, so uh, the next episode we will carry on and we'll uh, push up to number one. Excited. Well, we're going for a meal now, so see you later. Lovely. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Está flanjado.